I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. I thought he called himself The Economist. The Economist? That's a superhero name? Yes, because he does, like, numbers. I mean, I feel like that would make more sense. Um, Everybody, we are talking about a series this week that begs the question... Do you really want to taste it? Do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it? Uh, You know the song. Uh, If you're like us, you watch the intro for every episode. We're talking about Peacemaker. Series one. Season one. Are we British now? Series one. British. We do a little series here and there. (laughs) A cheeky little series. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we weren't, I'm, I'm not going to lie, we weren't really looking forward to watching this. I think you were. I was, but like, I wasn't like fair. in a rush because like, you know, we waited until the whole thing was out. If I was like really on it, like we would have been watching it for eight weeks. I had zero interest. I was like, I don't want to watch it. This seems like it's going to be boring and or like super violent. And I was like, I liked the Suicide Squad. It was one of those things. I liked the Suicide Squad, but like that's just a movie. Like I can handle it. I don't think it was that violent. It, well, it definitely Not wasn't like as violent suicide as Suicide Squad. squad. Um, I was like, I don't want a whole show of the Suicide Squad. Is right. I guess what I was saying. And it wasn't that. It was so much better. It was not. And that's not a dig at the Suicide Squad. I do think I would have wanted to watch it either way, but the good word of mouth really put me over the edge because, like I said, we waited until it was over, and. I was hearing praise throughout the whole thing, and then when it ended, people were really hyping it up. I came out of the Suicide Squad being like, fuck Peacemaker. Right. Like, that guy killed Rick Flagg. But... So, Peacemaker was saying the same thing. Right, yeah. Um, It really just gave this level of insight into this character that I did not expect. I follow uh, James Gunn on Twitter, and so that was, like, the only source of, like, info I was getting about the show. So, of course, he was, like, retweeting, like, yeah. positive things. So I, like, had no awareness outside of his Twitter, like, how people were receiving the show. I did see, like, a couple of things, like, with the finale, but that was it. That guy's so active on Twitter. Oh, he responds to, like, random people. And, like, like, I think does, he's, he's does too active. Back. He's too active. Yeah. Every now and then he'll, like... He just brings this level of, like, he's so visceral. I'm like, dude, you don't have to do this. I feel like he has Google alerts on his name or something. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it it gives me that vibe. But, I mean, this was, uh, I think it's safe to say that this show really exceeded both of our expectations by a lot. I thought the bar that it had to clear for me was just to get me to care at all about Peacemaker the character. Um, and it cleared that like within the first like half hour of the first episode, I think we, you know, I was, I was invested and then it, it developed this really great cast of side characters. And the only ones that we knew about at the end of the suicide squad, they had Harcourt and Economos show up, which I was the like, I was watching. Please let's call him by renowned superhero, superhero <laughs> the economist. Um, it's not like a newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> um, and when they did that post-credit scene in the Suicide Squad, I was like, "What is happening?" Although I think I had heard about the the series by then, so I guess I knew what was happening, but I wasn't sold yet. So not only did they develop Peacemaker's character, 
and do a great job of that. But all the side characters had their time to shine too. Which oh, was... for sure. Well, it was a small cast, still, right? So it was like a nice ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they could have easily just like relegated some of these guys to you know to the side and have them do their parts. But like everybody got a moment. Everyone was in the credits. Most yes. importantly, in the dance. No, even um, what's his name who played like the, the custodian? The, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the janitor. Um, who's I, in uh, Schitt's Creek? You know also, who? You know who wasn't in the credits, which is fucked up. I don't think they were anyway. The veterinarians. I think they should have been in there. They were ready to I go. I mean, they were great. But they, they were, were ready only to go. in one scene. Yeah, he was at least in two. Yeah, that's true. Um, we didn't really take notes because we watched the show i would say we we watched it pretty fast in like what three sittings four sittings i would i would say three because we were hooked it was um, only nine episodes eight yeah eight. yeah how does that thing where they show you like because there's a second season coming so it has like episode one of season two listed for some reason and of course like we mentioned all of these side characters some of which were I mean, Peacemaker was the only one that was really established. And then we saw Harcourt and The Economist. And then it had to do the job of introducing us to Adebayo, Vigilante, Mern, Peacemaker's dad, and even like the like the detectives who popped yeah. up. They were they, they were, were pretty, pretty significant. significant. Yeah, yeah. So props to you. Did James you say Adebayo? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's like the second lead, I would say, of the Definitely, movie. definitely. And has like the most, you know, well, in season two, definitely will have the most impact on, you know, where this goes. Also, like, why? If, what do you mean? Because of the whole thing that happened at the end with her revealing that it's Amanda Waller running Suicide Squad. If. Oh, on like public TV. Yeah. I was like, like we already know that. Like, that's going to be a whole thing for the second season of this. And if they ever feel like doing another Suicide Squad movie, then that's something that they have to deal with, too. Which basically confirms that the next Suicide Squad, if there is one, isn't going to just be like Everyone another dies. reboot. Oh, wow. Like they can't they can't do that again. And I don't think they would want to now that they have this. I hope this means that Viola Davis will be in like more of the TV show. And honestly, if there's another movie, have a bigger part in the movie. Yeah, I I need some more. She on was her definitely character. underutilized in this because like all she is is like the asshole, which is like fine. But like, you know, give me. Give me some more, like, because it was really interesting to see her interacting with, like, family and, like, being nice. Ish, yeah. Ish, yeah. But, like. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot to explore. There. I, I wanted more. Well, not necessarily. Like, I never. I, I wasn't left wanting for anything at the end of the series, I don't think. But seeing more of how this is going to play out between Waller and Adebayo is going to be interesting. Because we only saw them talk, like, twice. Right. And not at all after she unveiled what was going on so also it was all very subtle because like um Adebayo's character is like the one confiding or she is the confidant for peacemaker and his like daddy issues but she never once says like well maybe she says like i have a difficult relationship with my mom and i know she never says who her mom is but like she i don't even know not, if she even alludes to i don't it. i don't think so and if she did it it wouldn't have even been like that it would have been like a i know what you're dealing with yeah like, you know so that's like very subtle but obviously like that's partly why i think she is so kind like generous i guess to peacemaker even though he's yeah. like a racist douchebag yeah 
Well, there's a lot to talk about in terms of plot threads. So I think we should just kind of pick a couple and jump, jump around, see where it takes us. Yeah, so we have a little bit of mystery introduced because we're like with Peacemaker. We're like, okay, we know who all these players are. We don't know what butterfly effect means or not butterfly effect, butterfly <laughs> project. The Ashton Kutcher movie. And he says, well, last time you guys named it Starfish, it was literally a starfish. Is that what we're working with? And they say no, which is a lie. I mean, I Although, guess they're, technically they're not butterflies. That cow just, is not a cow. They just look like butterflies. Also, no. Yeah, um, I I was kind of surprised because I was expecting whatever you know they were facing in the show to be a bit more grounded. You could argue that this is a bit more grounded than Starro, just like in terms of size. <laughs> but having it be like another extraterrestrial threat, I wasn't expecting that, but it it worked really well, and it also just like. I guess the the villain in the first Suicide Squad, what was it? Oh, it was like the Enchantress or whatever, right? Which I guess is like on the same scale. People were criticizing like, oh, well, why would the Suicide Squad be going against an enemy like this? And I think if it was like James Gunn doing it and they were like, you got to make the villain the Enchantress, he could have made it work. I think the I reason why... I remember the... It was, um, what's her name? Oh, she was, um, she was on the squad. I'm really blanking on the name of the actress. She's got the eyebrows. Cara Delevingne. It's Cara Delevingne's character who, like, has, like, this alter ego and the alter ego, like, turns evil or something. I don't remember that at all. Well. But it doesn't matter. You can please it, continue. It was, it was kind of dumb. And it was like, this threat is way too big. And I think part of the reason why it came off that way is because they were still at the time, like really trying to establish that this, that suicide squad was like in the DC universe. And like, we were fresh off Batman v Superman and, you know, Wonder Woman's around and all this. So it's like, why aren't they handling this? But the way that Starro was introduced and the nature of that mission made things make a whole lot more sense the suicide squad yeah so i think um you know it doesn't really matter where the threat's coming from it's how you tell the story so that's why starro worked and i i think the butterflies have a better like story behind them oh than, yeah like, i mean started. they had more time to develop it it's but... also like a story we're somewhat familiar with yeah in some regards it's body snatchers yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gross, though. Pretty gross. When they go into the mouth. Yeah, a little nasty. Or the butt. I didn't know that was real. I don't think so. It's for the sake of the presentation. Um, yeah, so we have some mystery there, and then we also have this mystery of, like, what is Adebayo's goal? Like, what is her mom really asking her to do? And I guess it's just a pin the whole thing on Peacemaker. Like, I was actually kind of still unclear of, like, why that was important that that diary got placed there and, like, what was happening. I guess Waller's goal was just to have Adebayo, like, discredit Peacemaker. 
Um, Because they were making him... Because I guess they just knew that this whole butterfly thing was going to come out. Yeah, I I think so. I think it was just, like, make sure that he can't be, like, I don't know, like, a trusted source of information. Because, like, what did the diary even say? It was stuff about, like... It was, like, conspiracy theories that made him come off as, like... Like an alt right nut job, kind of. Okay. What are the other big plot lines happening? So we've got the butterflies, we've got Adebayo, we have, I would say, his friendship with Vigilante, his dad. I feel like that pretty much covers it. The yeah, mystery then, of the butterflies, that includes like what's going on with Mern. Yeah, and then I guess just like. As far as, like, characters, Hargrove is, like, becoming an empathetic person for the first time. Yeah. And, and, like, I think it's, like, starting from the Suicide Squad when her and John, is it John? Yeah. Decided to, like, act out against. uh, They, I don't, were they in those scenes? Yes, they were the ones that knocked her out. Oh, right. Well, oh, no, I knew John was there. I wasn't sure if Hargrove was there. Yeah, she was. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also dating James Gunn. Yeah. Some tea. So the the thing that I found myself, like, most engrossed with, besides, like, just the, you know, the whole thing, like, as a package, just, it was, it, like, really did a good job of making you not want to stop watching. But the diving into the background stuff with his dad, I thought, was really interesting. And they they saved a lot of it for like the back half of the series. So that was like a really interesting payoff and having the second to last episode, like really focus on that and how that situation came to a head and then giving us the finale just to purely focus on the butterflies, I would say is, was a, was a good decision. Um, but I mean, his dad was just such like a perfectly cast by the way. I think his name is Robert Patrick as like this giant asshole kind of like masquerading as a as a hero villain vigilante whatever who's you know i don't know what uh is he he was like parading around as a hero not no no i was just saying like because he had the costume we don't really get too much on like what he used to do i guess because i was under the impression that him getting out the the white dragon costume again was kind of like a throwback, like a one yeah. last time thing. It kept reminding me of Hopper in Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. David Hart. You know, squeezing into a, a costume like that. Yeah. And I thought it did a really good job of like illustrating how this guy was like such an evil person just in general, but also like the situations that we see him in interacting with Peacemaker is like, wow, this guy is absolutely disgusting. And then even like when we see him like rolling with his gang, it's all pathetic. Oh yeah. It's completely pathetic. Like he, I think he really envisions himself as like someone on Peacemaker's level, but like, yeah, yeah, he's the difference between like DC and Marvel is somewhat showcased in the fact that James Gunn in this was just like, Oh yeah. The, where they like store their gear is like a multi multi nexus. It's like like a portal. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Pocket dimension. No further questions. And then like 
also his dad is just like really good at making like this really high tech stuff again no further questions like if you were doing that in a marvel universe you'd have to explain it because like everyone that's what everyone expects from the marvel universe is everything to be explained and in dc it's like we don't need to explain stuff. Yeah. It just is what it is. And I think that's great. I, I love it. Cause like, you know, it's cool to like give everything a background and have explanations for all this stuff. But then that can also result in, yeah, like Marvel can't do something like this and be like, it's what it is guys. It has to be like, well, who developed the technology to build the pocket dimension? Right. Why haven't we seen it before? And blah, 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 blah. Which I will say now that's fueled by the fans, but the fans are like that because that's like the precedent Marvel set. Yeah, I no, think. I think it's it's kind of um, like the feedback loop that they've created by choosing to make their universe more grounded. And it, it is nice to uh, kind of have that freedom to be like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we don't we don't need to tell you like why this is possible. Right. It just it just is. OK. And the fact that like. I mean, only one other person sees it. Like, Vigilante's like, what? Like, well, no, why he knows. He's like, oh, it's a... Bob-. He's the one that says <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it must be a... No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course, Vigilante knows. He was probably the most enjoyable character. Like, Cormac. Throughout. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cormac McClaggan, and Harry Potter crossover. They did, like, a really great job of making him not a total Deadpool. Like, because, like, yeah, he's, like, a kind of, like, a disaffected super violent like mass murderer but he's funny and he's like a likable guy but they set him apart because i feel like a a lesser director or writer could have just looked at ryan reynolds deadpool and be like put that guy in here for the comic relief but this like vigilante was his own thing for sure yeah i didn't even make a deadpool comparison in my head but i think you're right to make that parallel but definitely very different and seeing like how they approached his character and even he got like a moment where he, like, you know, had feelings because otherwise he doesn't really process emotions like that. Except that he wants to be number two best friends with. Right. Which he does not achieve. He doesn't need to know that. Don't tell him that. (laughs) But, yeah, he did an amazing job. Kept forgetting that that actor is British. I mean, you could have fooled me. He he was just a great time to have around, and I, I was glad that he just, like, ended up joining the team. Also, I was really worried in the finale that, like, everyone was dying. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, because, of course, we would think that Harcourt got shot, like, three times. And Molly's just she, like... Blood was coming out of her mouth. That's... You're dead. When Molly's like, I can't keep watching things in this franchise. <laughs> like, if everyone's going to keep dying at the end, like, what's the point? Also, like, I was like, James Gunn is not about to put his girlfriend out of, out of work. Yeah. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> it's for the story. No, like the fact that uh, nobody in the main crew died at the end of this was... I guess Mern. Yeah, but even... Was that the finale? Or is it... The, either way, yeah, Mern, Mern didn't make it out, but I'm... Yeah. That makes sense. Right. If somebody had to, you know, I, I liked that actor a lot. And like, I liked especially the whole like reveal that, yeah, he's a butterfly, but he's like the good butterfly. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Well, good butterfly. You know, we can get into the, you know, the whole implication of, like, what their plan was. Right. Well, is that trustworthy? Well, I don't know. Because they they did a good job of having, I'm not even going to try to remember or pronounce the names of the butterflies. Well, the main one they called um, uh, the senators. Goff. Goff. Um, You know, Goff was coming off as, like, pretty, um, like, vulnerable 
at the end of the finale being yeah. like, I'm explaining this to you and like, like a genuine thank you for like, not just killing me. Thanks for keeping me in the jar. Right. And you know, me. smoking me up. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah, it's like how much they, they've already done like some serious damage to the world by taking over however many people they took over. I don't think they say, but you know, it's we saw the map tens of thousands at least. So, to, yeah. To, did you say for like climate change? Well, no, not not so much. But it's like, yeah, they, you know, it's for because they'd come from a world that had been lost to a to a climate crisis, and they they came here and saw it was happening again. So that we're going to take matters into our own hands. And again, it's really like, do the ends justify the means? Especially when you are robbing people of their agency. It's like, even if that agency leads them to a climate apocalypse, like it is right now, it's like, yeah, like you, you can't, you know, if people, even if Peacemaker had been like, all right, like somebody would have found out eventually and that just would not stand. I like, I don't, I don't think you could ever convince also, like, like, the world as a whole, like, this is for the best. Like, let them do this. Right, like, you're saving a world, but then, like, for who? Because you've just killed all these people. So right. it's, like, it's still ultimately for you. Yeah. And like, like, and you're letting maybe half the population live with you? Like... Yeah, it's... I mean, it did a really good job of generating some sympathy for these, for these characters. And, like, you know, I never thought I could uh, be upset watching... A uh, weird CGI butterfly alien die in someone's hand, like when uh, the one that was in Mern died. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean between like what what Peacemaker says, which is like if I did this, then you know one. Well, he said the team wouldn't go along with it, but also like everyone would be like, "What the fuck?" It would be like there would be war against butterflies. It would be a whole mess. Which I know I just said like DC. It is what it is. We're not going to ask too many questions, but like I did have to ask at the end. So once all of these butterflies die because they don't have their cow, are all of those people going to die? I think so. And I, that's like significant. They're, they're not going to talk about that. I know. It's like, <laughs> but it is. Thanos I mean, I don't, level. I don't think there's any coming back from getting whatever you want to call butterfly. it by, by a butterfly because. I'm pretty, it, it seems like they just kind of like chew out their, your brain. Yeah. They're just like chilling in your brain. So you're not getting that back. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a no return policy. I honestly hope they don't return to it. Like I don't want no, to come back to it and to like, no, like I just want to live our lives with the characters that we know. Yeah. I also feel like in the world that is established in the suicide squad, uh, like mythos now that's like yeah whatever couple couple hundred thousand people die from the butterflies like we'll we'll cover it up now there's one character you thought was gonna be in this that wasn't and were you devastated um wait who did i say because i remember we talked about this that disgusting animal oh the weasel yeah uh weasel would have fit in this if they had just brought him out again in the crew or just in that last episode either not in the crew the whole time but i think it would have been funny it's if, so fucking if annoying. okay no in the last episode yeah if if they'd been like oh we're bringing out some backup and Wallace and in weasel 
as like a fuck you. This is the this is the help you're getting from me. Or plot twist, Weasel's there with the butterflies because he's been butterflied. Or another <laughs> plot twist, he's he's there for the same reason that Judo Master is. Someone the butterflies were able to get through to Weasel, and he consciously made the choice to support. They them. would That's be friends. That's a good point. Yeah, I feel like they would be pals. <laughs> they, uh, I'm I'm sure the. Uh, the CGI budget would not allow it. But, you know, James Gunn showed Weasel being alive for a reason. He's got to come back. Um, We did get some some heavy hitters, I suppose. We got a fake Gal Gadot and a fake Henry Cavill as Wonder Woman and Superman. Yep. <laughs> Very well in the shadows. And then we got for real Aquaman and the Flash for, like, what? They Ten got, seconds? They got a couple lines. Uh... Yeah, you know, they, they brought out the characters that have movies coming out. Let's, yeah. let's promote them. I just thought it was kind of lame. Um, like, if you're going to do it, at least do something more than just that. Oh, like, I didn't mind. I thought it totally fit the show. It probably did. Um, because they can't afford to show Gal Gadot's face, for one. And whatever's going on with Henry Cavill, they probably can't show his face. because oh, he's, like, not going to be in it? I don't know. But, like, when they had him in Shazam, they didn't show his face. Poor thing. He just wants to play Superman. He'd probably do it for free. I think, I honestly think he would. Someone Especially on, something like Shazam, I bet he would have. There was, like, a Reddit post that was maybe postulating that, like, him showing his face sets off, like, a bunch of, like, contract things that they just don't want to deal with. Yeah. Which is whatever. And, of course, like, Batman wasn't there because... He's probably, quote-unquote, retired. He's going to be... Batfleck will be in The Flash. What? Batfleck. Ben Affleck, Batman. <laughs> Is been, he? Yeah. So he's going to go and... This doesn't make any sense because how are they doing Alfred? Isn't it the same Alfred? Is Andy Serkis the same Alfred in both? No. Oh. It was Jeremy Irons. He's uh, a great Alfred. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. they wasted. But it's going to be like his last thing. He's... I don't know. They're they're gonna really fuck stuff up I in mean, the Flash. So I'm kind of glad that he's gonna be in it because like that makes sense with the Flash's character. Like they need to resolve that. Right. I'm just surprised he's coming back. Yeah, I, I'm sure he had to be bribed, paid a lot. I mean, for good measure. I feel like he was miserable doing Justice League. He said as much. And then um, everyone said as much. Cyborg has been like blacklisted from Warner Brothers or something. So they, you know, yeah. they they're gonna bring out the heavy hitters that they do have, and I'm sure. Both of them were like very happy to do it. I have a feeling Jason Momoa is like, I get to say what? Like they wouldn't let me. <laughs> they wouldn't let me say fuck in my movie. <laughs> like, can, can the next Aquaman be rated R? Aquaman rated R would be funny, but yeah. unnecessary. Completely unnecessary, but it would fit his character. One of the other plot things that was happening in the background was John Cena's brother. Yeah, I kind of, He's I kind of put brother. his. Well, I, I did say his dad, but, like, his family thing, that's its own. And this is the one thing I feel like is unresolved that I do want an answer to. Like, how did his brother die? Because I understand, like, he got hit, and I was like, was it, like, an aneurysm or something? Because, like, what makes you foam at the mouth? A seizure, I guess, right? Can I think, I feel like seizures can do that. It just seemed like... I mean, it seemed extreme, but I'm pretty sure... You can just, like, you get punched in the face wrong. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on up here. So that was, like, horrifying. That oh, plot. yeah. I mean, and it's just, like, 
it's so senseless, which is really just like the whole crux of like what his dad is, is just like senseless violence and just right. like, you know, he's a complete piece of shit. And he was raising his sons to be complete pieces of shit, even though at the time, like they seemed they seemed to be doing well yeah all and, things considered and like didn't mind like like i think they thought it was fun like fighting each other right. for like yeah, money literally it probably was until then um and then the other thing about john cena it didn't seem right that he was smoking pot it felt like out of character well i specifically for john cena then and also a little bit for peace i think it's so funny <laughs> because like yeah like the image that he's made for himself is basically a cop um, and that's what, like, what everybody thinks of him. But I, I think he's just, like, done a really good job of, like, branding himself this way. Even though, like, everybody hates it, but... Like, it goes with the whole, like, hair metal thing and all that. But, like, a little bit of me was, like, I don't think John Cena smokes pot. I don't <laughs> think John Cena smokes, no. But like, it just seemed weird. No, but I thought it worked for the character. Because I'm like, this is, like, this is this guy. Like, like somebody like, that fit that takes care of their body, like doesn't do drugs. Yeah. No. <laughs> Even if the drugs have no impact on it. Like I just feel like I it was just so funny to me. Do not think John Cena smokes weed, but I, I enjoyed it as like, just it's a, the fact that we're even like talking about it in that way, it's like a good way to flesh out this character. Cause it's like, Oh, like, cause you would kind of think that like, you know, vigilante wouldn't be friends with someone that, that smokes weed. I'm pretty sure even he's like, he, he gets offered. He's like, no, that shit's illegal. Yeah. And he's well, like, he's like, no, now it's not. So I can't, <laughs> I, won't, I, have I would to kill, kill you for it. it. Kills people for doing graffiti. So. Right. Um, but I don't think we said this at the top, but John Cena is like acting his, for his life in this movie he is, and not overacting. Like it is so good. Oh, he's incredible. Like yeah. I was shocked. Be, I think it was at the end of the third episode, we have like this montage where like everyone's doing badly. No one's having a good time. And yeah, um, Peacemaker has been like getting hammered and like falls down on the ground while he's like listening to one of his albums. And it's like showing flashbacks of like his brother and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I was like getting very emotional. And it was yeah. like, it wasn't just him. It was like all the other characters. And I was like, my God. And that was three episodes in. Like, we weren't even halfway done the show. And I'm like, you are bringing out, like, this is the best acting John Cena's ever done. So good. And we've seen him in other stuff. And always, I've always enjoyed John Cena when he shows up. But he's usually comic relief. Like, I mean, one of the first things he was really in was, like, Trainwreck. And yeah. he's, like, funny. Right. And then the last thing we saw him in, unfortunately, was Fast and Furious, in which he was not acting I don't think those movies bring out your top acting performance. He was bringing what is needed for a Fast and Furious movie. He was movie. bringing Vin Diesel level performance. Which is what they asked for and what they required. Because he supersede Vin. No. And I I do think like a lot of people had him on like the same level as like him. And The Rock. And The Rock. And I talked about this. Like this has elevated him. And like if, you know, if The Rock can do something similar... I mean, did you see him in gameplay? Game plan? The game plan? It's been a while. But, like, look. <laughs> if this guy, like, like The Rock is doing Black Adam. They are they're asking him to, like, do a lead role 
and I hope that he brings a bit more to the table than just I'm the rock playing the rock again. I like the rock, but like if it's true that he has a thing in his contract, that's like, I can't lose a fight. Then like, what are we doing? Like no, imagine if John Cena had that in his contract for this. No, I no, I don't think the rock is as good of an actor. I think his best role to date has been, um, Jumanji. Yeah. And he was still playing the rock. You know, I saw an interesting take on it, which was like the rock is kind of like, uh, in a way, like a remnant from like old Hollywood when people would go to see like an actor yeah. and not the character that they were playing. It's like, oh, like so and so's in this movie. People still say that, but like a lot of like notable actors now do sink into their characters more, I think. But like people go to see The Rock. I mean, he made a rock. television show about his childhood where he was I like com- narrating it I and in it. I completely forgot it. Is that still on? I don't know. Like, we're not there yet, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah we are absolutely not we are decade plus away from that that's a swan song yes i completely forgot about that show's existence but all to say very good job john cena yeah i mean i know it's probably not fair to like keep comparing them because just because they were both like from the from wrestling, wrestling world but like but still, obviously we're gonna compare them guys sorry also, in addition to great acting, he does some great dancing because this uh, this intro. I think man. we should just put it on record. Griff's going to do the dance and we're going to record it and put it on Instagram. I will try my best to learn it. I'm going to learn how to do reels. You have, <laughs> to, you have to do it with me. No. Yes, I, you, do, you to have know. to have two people no, doing I it. No, I just though. put it on record that you're doing it. All right. Fine. And I'm you putting it on record so that Maul's also doing it. You're just going to be so much funnier. How am I funny? I'm going to have a straight face the whole time. Exactly. Uh, This is like one of the best TV show openings I've ever seen. Never skipped it, like I said before. And I was convinced that this song was from the 80s. It's not. It's from 2010. It's from a Swedish metal band. Is it the Swedish metal band that they're listening to in the car? I don't know. They probably do play more. Do they even? They say a name of a band. Wigwam was one of them. Uh, Norwegian, not Swedish. My bad. They probably did, but like I, they no, played there's like, like a whole a, plot uh, around it where he's like, "We have to listen to this." Blah blah blah. Like when they're in the van together. It's like there's never a bad time to rock. Yeah. It could have been them, but like I know that they played a lot of obscure metal bands throughout the show. Classic so. James Gunn. Yeah, he uh, he killed it with the music choices. And our next film that we're gonna watch is Guardians. Yeah. So. Fun to kind of compare the two very different James Gunn movies and in different universes. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, show. I'm ready for uh, for James Gunn to bring this energy to Guardians 3, you know, which I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Guardians characters in those movies. But like, I think, uh, you know, if this is his it, like warm up, you know, we're going to get some good stuff for the Guardians finale. You yeah. know, bring, let's get some more depth on these characters. I do think he has like enough clout now that they'll give him more like of a leash. But like, I feel like that, especially for Guardians one, and I love Guardians one, but I definitely seen this think that they were keeping him on a on a tight leash for the for the characters and stuff. Well, I, yeah, just because it was already going to be so outlandish with the rest of the MCU. I think they wanted to keep it keep it tight. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. 
I and I I hope that they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like this is that's probably going to be his last MCU movie. So like and just, the Christmas special. Right. Of course. Just like let him let him do his thing. Obviously, it's not going to be like rated R. Yeah. But, but I don't want it to be like this because I like that you know, like I said, the groundedness of the MCU, like, right. No, not in every aspect, but like, I need them to pull back from, or I need James Gunn to pull back from what he was doing in guardians Two, where it got, I don't know something about it. I'm like the characters in that, like got very like, it was too like heady and emotional in some ways. Kind of, but also I didn't think the humor was very good. And like, this show was hilarious and I wasn't like cringing at the humor. So I think, well, and did he write it? This? Yeah, he wrote all of this. I don't know but if he, he wrote Guardians, Guardians. So we'll see. Yeah, I think he just had like so much freedom on this, especially Peacemaker. I think this was like kind of his pet project. Oh, yeah. Because this was like a, um, this was on HBO Max, but it wasn't like an HBO original. They called it like a Max original, which is, I feel like the level of like, I don't know those politics. Well, I feel like HBO just has like a reputation to protect and like, this is like good, but I feel like ever since they did like the HBO max thing, like the max originals have been like a little more like loosey goosey. So I, I don't really know, but clearly they gave this man a huge budget to do this show with. Right. So. <laughs> so more than like a pet project, but yeah. I think they trusted him after the suicide squad. Right. And wasn't it kind of his idea to do this? It was. Yeah. Um, according to James Gunn, yeah, like when he, they were filming the scene where he kills Rick Flagg, he was like, oh, like there's there's more I can do with this character. So he saw something in John Cena. Yeah, because I think Peacemaker was going to die originally. Like, you know, he got shot in the neck. Of course, right. he was going to die. But yep, they they let him bring him back and do this. And we're all the better for it. We haven't even talked about Eagly. Like, can we just can we just mention that there is a best friend pet eagle named eagly named eagly that can wrap his sweet little wings around him and he and he didn't die i was convinced he was going to die i don't think peacemaker could have handled it it would have been it would have been rough but i thought his dad was going to kill him also i know this was on I mean, purpose did, but... but like every time they referred to him as chris it was very jarring yeah like he's not a chris at all like no. it was so jarring when they said chris I, we must have heard it in the beginning of the suicide squad because they're like giving the rundown they, yeah. were, they were probably like christopher smith aka peacemaker had completely yeah. forgotten so yeah they do it in the first scene when the nurse or doctor is talking to him when he's getting his x-rays done and she's like this isn't for your tinder profile chris and i was like huh i was like that's oh, Peace- i don't even think i caught i was that. like that's peacemaker yeah <laughs> his name is agent I'm just gonna fire off some of my other highlights that I that I loved that they that they pulled off. Um, Vigilante getting himself into prison and beating up all the neo Nazis. Classic scene. That's that was an, great. An all timer. Um, a gorilla getting butterflied and then getting killed with a chainsaw by the Economist. All time classic. What about like? When Vigilante, like, capped that whole family. Vigilante killing children. Classic. That was rough. That was, that was rough. a rough episode. I I almost, like, fell out on that episode. That was, like, episode. the second episode. I know. Yeah. They really came back, though, but I was, like... They throw it in your face. This is rough. I mean, but that, that was such a good illustration of, like, who Vigilante is. 
Because like oh, he had sure. like no problem, and then like the only time that he gets really emotional is when he does when he's in jail, and he like kind of fucks things up. Like, oh, he's yeah, like he crying, like and then after that he's like, oh, "I'm good." Yeah. The moment when they're going to the bottling factory and Peacemaker just starts killing everybody, I was like, "What is happening?" Because I think I missed him having the X-ray vision. In oh right, right. I was like, "Is he just gonna kill everybody here?" Which yes, he did, but you know. They were butterflies. I love when they introduce gadgets in the beginning yep. and then they use them. You know what we never Very saw, though, uh, which I swore we would get was the scabies helmet. What's that? He was like when his dad was running him through all the helmets. He's like, this one just gives everybody scabies. And he's like, why would you make that? And his dad's like, every man should have scabies once in his life. I don't even know what scabies is. I don't think I picked up on that. It's like. It is an Isn't that old, like a pirate thing? It's an old school disease. Um, mm, contagious skin infestation. Yeah. Okay. So, because <laughs> they, it sounds like he, what it is. You know, he pulls all the helmets off the the table and throws them in a bag. You know, good job on him for being able to keep track of where they were, but. <laughs> All the other ones are practical to, to some degree, but there were just so many great character moments um, that everybody got from, you know, like Harcourt in the bar when they had that argument about just like being kind of like objectified by everybody there. And then uh, Economos and his beard. <laughs> that was sad. Was that really was not sad. a good moment. It was really sad, which was like, I feel like it was so like, it was like, haha, like why is they like noticed the beard and then it was like a fake out and then it was like oh shit like nah this is sad that was the saddest thing i have ever seen on television yeah was him just having to admit it out loud yeah and then 10 minutes later he breaks his ankle climbing over a fence like i can't catch a break but i loved hargrove taking over is that her name hardcore hardcore uh taking over as the leader yeah she's a badass she is she was great. And we didn't really talk about Judo Master. I could have done without that. Well, I, I think... I didn't know what they were trying to do with that. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't my favorite, but I did enjoy that he just kept coming back. He was, like, very insistent. His Cheeto eating, him beating those guys up in the liquor store or outside the liquor store is a great moment. Like, he was introduced as if, like, this was a known... Kind of I think person. that's so funny because like, I think like Judah master is a character, but it's just like James Gunn to like reach into the most obscure depths of what DC has to offer, pull out this guy and be like, yeah, he's a U.S. Senator's bodyguard. Sure. And everyone just accepts it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just a guy who likes to eat hot Cheetos and can't die. Apparently. Yeah. I just feel like, that him being like either a child or like a little person was like a joke that's not aging well currently. I think he's just a he's just a short guy. Is that it? I feel like I feel like that's what the the thing was. He was just like I'm just I'm just short. Like it's like because the actor is that tall, and like someone like made a joke like on Twitter that had a picture of him standing next to Goff's other bodyguard i think right and he was the one like, that like begged for his family and then they killed yes him. yes um 
I think someone was like, wow, like, why did they CGI this guy to be so short? That's <laughs> fucked up. And the guy was like, that's just like, that's just me. All right. Well, then I guess I don't feel as icky about it, but I was just like, this feels like a date. I get what you're saying. Bit. Yeah. It just, they didn't really like, <laughs> they only made like one, like a couple cracks about it. And like once it was like when Peacemaker says it's only after <laughs> Judah Master, I forget what he was saying when, when he was fighting him. That was also like one of my favorite lines was Peacemaker casually being like, yeah, he's like a, a martial arts master. He can just move a kidney oh, up to yeah, as hard as the foot instead. That seems right. All right, what else you got? I got nothing. I got nothing but peace in my heart. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like most of our thoughts covered. They left it open for a second season. Uh, Peacemaker clearly is still being haunted by visions of his father. Uh, we got all this stuff with Autobio and Waller. Um, you know, maybe Economos will will get a boo. We'll see. I really hope so. The sky's the limit for these guys, you know? Him just returning to work after everything was also kind of sad. That was sad. Even though he yeah. had, like, his picture. Yeah. Yeah, he had his picture of the 11th Street kids, which was, like, the most that Harcourt opened up to anybody throughout the show. And uh, I'm hoping we can get a reunion of everybody yeah, again. Yeah, thought she was going to fuck them over. I did. I know. What can I say? <laughs> um, skeptical. Yeah. So which Peacemaker helmet would you most want to try out? Um, I want to try the anti-gravity one and carry the little fan with me so I can direct where I go. I wanted the anti-gravity one too. I mean, the other options are kind of boring. The x-ray one is practical, I guess. The scabies one, no. Human torpedo, I'd definitely break my neck, and I couldn't believe that Autobio didn't either time. Um, well, there was a soft, spongy mm, landing. Yummy. But, I mean, I know that some of the other ones might have been verbally explained. I don't remember what they were, though. Yeah, I know. I was bad at a bad question. Let me see. Okay, who would you most want as your partner in crime? Or in heroism? Hmm. When I said I said partner in crime, but I meant more like who would you want as your partner? Right. No, I, I got you. Maybe the uh, the Sonic Boom helmet was pretty good, but, you know, I don't know how often I need to Sonic Boom people. It's just which one would you most want to try A full out? body force field. Breathe underwater. No, I stick with anti-gravity. Um, as far as superhero-y business partner, that is a difficult one. I'm going hardcore. Yeah. Because she's hardcore. So true. I mean, she's probably the best one to have. You know, she might be a bit of a hard ass, but... I mean, if Vigilante likes you, he's got your. Yeah, I guess if Vigilante, covered. but like, then you have to like be responsible for Vigilante. <laughs> and like, he pulls his pants down all the way when he pees. That was concerning. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I can deal with that. How often are you going to be peeing with him? I don't know. But in that case, you know, even even once is too many. And then like, you know, the the pool is not that large. Like, who else? Like, Mern? I don't know. I, I shudder to think of, like, you know, 
we, I, I just kind of remember that like we don't even know the real Murn. No, the real Murn's a real bad. piece of shit. Like the Not worst, good. the worst person that this butterfly could find on Earth. Well, you've got Murn, you've got the Economist. Yeah, um, sorry, John. It's like I don't want to hang out with John. You've got Adebayo. You've got, I mean, Viola Davis. Um, you've got Peacemaker, Vigilante. You've got Peacemaker's dad. <laughs> um, you have, scraping the bottom of the um, barrel here. You have the main butterfly, Goth. Yeah. No, I go Harcourt. <laughs> it's the only practical option. Everybody else is, you know, this is a real misfit crew. Oh, and you have that other, like, creepy uh, cop guy. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like him. Yeah, he was creepy. He gave me the heebie-jeebies. He looks like what I imagine um, the BFG looks like. <laughs> that rolled doll. Love that. He had a he had a great post credit scene. He had two great post credit scenes actually. That guy did some good facial expressions. He looked like vigilante when he was doing his face exercises. There was an actor credited to Eagly. Someone doing the eagle noises? Was it is it just an eagle? D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. Why do I know who that is? Can you tap on him? Why do I know that name? I just just from voice acting, I guess. He's from Phineas and Ferb. He's Perry the Platypus and American Dad Klaus. Wow, good for him. What a specific. He did a he did a great eagle job. Any other games or questions? Well, I hesitate to face off Peacemaker with anybody because, I mean, I'll, I was going to say, like, you know, he doesn't have, like, abilities, but he is, like, really good at fighting. And that, uh... That, and he's got the helmet. The last action scene was really good in the finale. I loved that. Fight choreography was on point. So maybe he could go up against somebody else that's, like, peak human strength, as they say. Um... I'm just trying to think of like another person. Like, obviously, he goes against Bloodsport, and they're basically the same as they say in the Suicide Squad. Bloodsport won, but like barely. Who could he fight on the Marvel side of things? Who's who's a similar individual to who? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. I don't know, like what Cap. Like, I'm trying to like discount superhumans. Um. Cap is a superhuman. I know. Like, I was saying so, like, maybe not Cap. Black Widow would definitely Black win. Black Widow would win. What about, um, what about Sam Cap? Um, does Sam Cap Shield, shield have v. Wings? Shield. He does have wings. He does. Because the, the Wakandan suit gave him wings, but I don't know. So does Red Bull. <laughs> this podcast should be sponsored by Red Bull. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Peacemaker would have a pretty, pretty good shot in that fight. You know, the Falcon in the comics originally could, uh, he had a Falcon that he could like telepathically communicate with and they replaced him in the Marvel movies with a drone because it's easy to explain a drone. So the idea of him fighting eagerly using his wings is interesting. I think Peacemaker could win that fight though. With, with Sam Cat. Sam is know. Sam is not the strongest hand-to-hand fighter that we've seen in the MCU so far. If he couldn't beat him, he could at least give him a pretty good run for his money. 
You know, when he was he was doing those ricochet shield shots with his pistol, that's pretty dangerous. Maybe a little less, maybe more of an even matchup if it's Sam before he uh, decided to give up his machine guns. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else or anyone else, honestly, even from D.C. Like, I mean, beat Rick Flagg. I don't really know. Like, I mean, I know we know him from that movie, but. Um, yeah, I don't know enough characters that are like on this same level to really give a lot of good comparisons. I always want to put people up against Shazam, but like we don't really see him using his powers as like a superhero. Yeah, but Shazam could definitely wreck his shit. He's so strong. Yeah, but he was like a baby controlling him. Yeah, but still, like he stopped a bus from falling. Like he could just tank yeah, hits all day. Yeah, but that wasn't day. like combat. He's bulletproof. It wasn't combat. No one's shooting at him. Peacemaker's not going to shoot at him. Well, he might. He has a gun. Okay, here's a fun Peacemaker one. would shoot him if he was fighting him. Who would win at a fight? Vigilante or Peacemaker? <laughs> Ooh. An in-house fight. I don't know. I feel like Vigilante is ruthless, but I do think Peacemaker is stronger. Peacemaker is stronger than Vigilante, for sure. But I don't know. Vigilante would be like fighting dirty. He seems like the type of guy that has like eight knives on his person at all times. Like, you know, he's got like boot knives. He got like hidden stuff all over him, like ready to go. It would be tough. But I think Peacemaker would probably win when all is said and done. Peacemaker versus Wilson Fisk. Oh. Um. Hmm. I think Peacemaker could eke it out, but it would be would be pretty brutal. Yeah. No, they would both like be in shambles by the end of it. But I I think I, I, I do agree. He'd be really funny against Daredevil. Daredevil would kick his butt because he's yeah. like just so more conscious and I feel yeah, yeah. like Peacemaker is not that aware. I can't even like imagine them interacting, but it would be hilarious if they did. Can you see completely... me? Do you do you see me? <laughs> I'm talking to you. you know I can just saying. see him aggressively <laughs> being like that. If I could see him doing that. Bruh, and then this guy can't even see. Somebody else like... <laughs> like hardcore or kind of being like dude he yes he can see you like we told you like he's not like he's not blind like that man he doesn't need to see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right that's all i got for head to heads i think yeah um i don't really have like a lot of fun facts or like background information um i haven't really checked imdb but generally speaking so it's a bit harder to come across this kind of thing for a show versus a movie. We, we sprinkled. Yeah, we did. We did sprinkle. Yeah, we'll keep it. We'll keep this one short, under an hour. Relatively for us. I mean, the next one will probably be uh, a doozy. So, but we'll see. Um. Yeah, so I hope you all watched Peacemaker too because it was, it was fun. Don't yeah, sleep on it, it. And if you didn't watch it, how are you an hour into this episode? <laughs> At least watch Griff's dance video. Yes. It'll be Instagram gold, baby. And uh, we are... Out of the Superverse. Superverse.